welcome to another episode of the so-called Oreos podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kia Swin. I'm Rachel Fowler. Oh my God, I'm Janae Price. <laughs> I'm Amari. <laughs> well, okay, we're back. Um, do we have any updates for the people before we get into this topic, this episode? I wanted. Okay, I just said, oh my God, because I forgot that we had to introduce ourselves. I wrote it down. I got you. Thanks. I wrote it down. Because <laughs> <laughs> we forgot that last time, right? We just like dove yeah, right in. Yeah. All right. Well, so y'all just gonna have to guess. Y'all know who we pause. are by now. You should figure you, it out. You might not actually, but it's fine. Um, as far as updates, nope, my life is dry. That's it. <laughs> Stop it. I have an exciting update. Yay. Whoa, Rachel, yeah, tell us. <laughs> I'm moving to Atlanta, Georgia in two months. Yay! She's going down south. I'm excited. I'm also sick, so excuse my voice. So half the team will be in the south, half the team will be in the north. north. Hey, we'll let's start a war. To, we're just trying to spread the word <laughs> exactly. of so-called Oreos. So you guys can give us experience of what it's like to live in the south, which, mm-hmm. we, which mm-hmm. will come up. In this episode, wrote down some notes. Oh, okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what is she talking about? Yeah. What are you talking what? about? Segregation? <laughs> no, episode's not about segregation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any other updates? No, my life is... I'm writing a lot of, like, final projects, which is fun. Is it midterms? It's like, or we're getting ready to, like final season oh yeah i don't miss school i don't bro dude every day i I literally look at other people i'm like why am i here yeah yeah my mom asked me the other day she was like are you you know have you thought about going back to school Mm -hmm. and i was just like no every time i think about it i get like depressed i'm like (gasps) papers midterms going to class reading schedule financial aid if i get any like no i really actually love school i just the only thing for me would be the cost yeah 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 Uh, yeah if it was free i probably would go back to school but thinking like i'm have to pay and then putting in like in my energy and like into like the workload yeah and then working that's a lot yeah yeah Yeah, no same i only i only like seriously considered because like i got a fellowship but like even Mm -hmm. fellowships you know don't necessarily cover all of your costs Mm -hmm. so people like oh you're going for free and it's like yeah but like no so um (laughs) yeah like, it's, is it a return on your investment? That's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, yeah. it sucks because you're not going to see that until you graduate. Exactly. So, might be yeah. a few years. Yeah, if then. But, I mean, the idea of having a master's degree is super cute. Yeah. On top of that, the idea of having a doctorate, that's sexy. It's like, sexy, that's but, attractive. like, three more years after your master's, man. Yeah, that's a lot, bro. True, like, true, true, true. Be true, be true. Well, we're proud of you, Amari. Thank you. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just I'll just marry a doctor, you know. Yeah, I'm just trying to get my way. <laughs> Smarter, not harder people, okay? You know what I'm <laughs> anyway, so this week in Black History. Okay, this week in Black History on November 12th, 1977, Ernest Nathan Morial was elected the first black mayor of New Orleans in Louisiana. And then some other election news, because, you know, we just had an election. I hope y'all voted. Local elections. Um, November 17th, 1972. 
Barbara Jordan of Houston and Andrew Young of Atlanta became the first African Americans from the South elected to Congress since Reconstruction. That was not my South reference. I was going to say, is that what it was? It wasn't. It just happened to come up, so it's going to go up twice. I can't wait. Okay. I'm really really interested to see where this, where it's going to link back in. If you guys see the notes, you could take a peep, but don't look, because I'm going to surprise you. I'm not not going to look. Hey, okay. (laughs) On to Amari. I am here with Black professionals we love. I'm going to butcher this beautiful woman's name, so I'm sorry in advance, but Jocelyn Jep... Just spell it, girl. Just spell it. J-E-P-K-O-S-G-E-I. Jepikowski-I? Okay. Anyways, so... I'm trying to attempt to say this woman's name because a little over a week ago, she won the New York Marathon. Um, and it's another Black queen, of course. She's 25 years old. She's from Kenya. This was her debut at the New York Marathon. And she ran it in two hours, 23 minutes, and 32 seconds. Wow. Um, I'm very impressed by this woman. I wheeze after running a mile. So, <laughs> like, a I mile. can't even run a mile. A mile. Jeez, um, yeah, so it's kind of a big deal. She beat um, she beat this other Kenyan, Mary K- Ketani, who won the New York Marathon for the past five years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's kind of making a really big name for herself. And when she first got on the circuit, she was the first Kenyan to ever win, um, to ever break three records in a span of six months. So clearly this woman is fast and she's not to be messed with. Um, and congratulations to her. Whoop, whoop. Yes, yes. Okay, y'all. Um, so this episode is about... <laughs> Why was You guess it! Huh? What's this voice right now? I don't know, y'all. I feel... It's, <laughs> it's, it's time. It's the, oh my god, I almost thought it was Thursday. See, this is how messed up I am. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, yeah. Eight-ish. I've just been going, like, back-to-back to things for New York Comedy Festival. I'm tired, y'all, so I'm, I'm really trying to, trying to be energetic. Today was volunteer day, so mm-hmm. I painted some murals for the hospital for the kids. That's oh, really cool. That's nice. For Warner Media. Yeah, so I'm a little, a little out of it. So if you hear me doing weird voices, mm-hmm. that's why. More than usual, because I do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but uh, it's October, if you haven't noticed. Oh my God, it's November. It's, it's November. November. <laughs> okay. See? Someone give I'm this girl a break. Out. Okay. <laughs> I also thought it was still October. Listen, so. it's first week of November. Give me a break. It's like basically It's the October. second week of November, but... It is? Wow, I'm okay. taking L's left and right. <laughs> you know, let's move on. My it's point is... season, bitches. That's the point. Okay. Thank you. The point was that it's November, it's cold, goddamn it, and it's coughing season. That's the goddamn episode. Okay. <laughs> um, do we want to go into what cuffing season is? Maybe for our older listeners who are like, what the heck are they talking about? Oh my god, you my mom asked me what it was. My parents. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mom, know my mom doesn't know what this is. My mom was like, what is that? And I was, I was just surprised because I thought everyone knew what no, it was. No, I think it's like newish. I think it's like it is. relatively new. Yeah, I guess it's our generation. Yeah, for sure. Think so, social media. Yeah. If you guys don't know what cuffing season is, it is the period from October to March when people desire to be cuffed up with someone, mostly because it gets cold outside, you want to be bundled up and cuddle with someone, as opposed to the summer where you want to be a thought. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, you know, baby, it's cold outside, just 
came into my head. Mm. That song is really sus. Rapey. Yes, but John Legend created a less creepy version for Christmas. Yeah, he did. Kelly Clarkson, right? Yeah. I didn't hear. Uh, yeah, I didn't listen, but I heard about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So cuffing season. That's what it is. Uh, we're gonna discuss. <laughs> uh, is cuffing season for Oreos? You know what I'm saying? And I think Mari, you had some good points over the phone, so I'm gonna let you take it from here. Yes. So, um, as we all know, as I've discussed many times, I'm from Syracuse, New York, which is very snowy. Um, it's very white. It's very cold. I was never drafted for cuffing season while I was there. (laughs) Um, so it was a very lonely winter, very lonely winter. Um, but yeah, it was just, I feel like throughout those seasons, it was mainly just me watching my friends either getting cuffed or my friends getting courted. Um, and me just being like, that's cool guys. I'm, I'm here too, but you know, I'll wait my turn. But then I had a revelation the other day and I realized that when I did start getting into, well, I call them situationships. Uh, in college, I started to like backtrack through all the like guys I had dealt with, which is honestly not that many. And I was like, damn, those all started mid to late October. Mm. And a lot of them ended around March. And I was like, wait, yeah. You did like, not was, make it past the championship Right before game. spring break. Right before spring break. I was like, it all, it all makes sense. I did so. do some research and it, uh, I'm forgetting my source. I'm sorry. But it said that the most common month to start a relationship is October. So mm. that makes sense. Mm. Huh. I personally have been broken up uh, every July for the past three years. So I'm going to try oh, to, uh, damn. you know, move past that in 2020. New Year's resolutions coming around. <laughs> I'm like, damn, every July. Okay. What is it about July? I don't know. Cancer season. <laughs> I'm really trying to think myself like all of my little situationships because similar to Amari, we grew up in the same exact place. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I never really dated. And it's weird because when when we were talking about, you know, planning this episode, we all talked about how we didn't have dates to dances. We didn't really date in high school. We were all pretty single as some Pringles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at, you know, my very brief <laughs> forays into dating. And actually, a lot of them did start in the fall. So that's weird. Wow. I'm starting in spring. Oh, wait, that's spring. not true. That's not I true. met my boyfriend in the fall. <gasps> Most of mine started in the fall and then ended real quick. <laughs> but still, wow, that's that's definitely weird. That's definitely a trend here. So the cuffing season schedule, which someone replied to us on Twitter, I'm just going to give you a rundown really quick. Yeah. Um, so we have scouting which is looking for a partner online from August 1st to the 31st. We have drafting. Yeah, no, you got to start early, in December. Drafting, you pick your top candidates September 1st to the 30th. You got tryouts. You go on (laughs) many first dates from October 1st to the 31st. Now we're into preseason, which is November 1st to 30th, where you get more serious with one or two prospects. And then we got cuffing season, which is – you know, a little bit after that, uh, you got to pick your best match and be exclusive for the holidays, December 1st to January 15th. You got the playoffs from January 16th to February 13th. And then you got the championship game, which is Valentine's Day. 
February 14th. If you make it past Valentine's Day, then you know it might be real. It might be real. That's a test. You know, I will say that it all does kind of make sense because if you think about it, when you're in college, college starts in the fall, yeah. right? And that's End most people's. Yeah. And that's most people's peak starting to date season, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're in a new environment. You're seeing new people. You're like, oh, my God, he's in my math class. He's so cute. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you guys get to know each other, start talking, start hanging out, what have you. And then by the end of the semester, y'all's a thing. That's a long time because we're talking about if we're talking about August to February, that's almost half a year, correct? Almost. August, September, October, November. Yeah, that's that's a pretty long time. And also, like, I know people scuff at college relationships, but I feel like some of my most intense relationships were during college, and it's because you're literally in this confined space mm-hmm. for such a, like, for that period of time that, like, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be consistently in someone's, well, hopefully maybe one day, but, like, the space you're in with each other during that time is, like, very consolidated. So, like, I feel like if you're in a relationship with someone for, like, three months, that should be, like, doubled or tripled. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's... I, mean, I, get I get it. I get it, too. I mean, I didn't really date in college either. And, I mean, this is a great segue into what we want to talk about next. I mean, kind of managing just being single for forever. As while, like, Emma Watson calls it, self-partnered. self-partnered. Yeah. <laughs> just the idea of, like not dating and a lot of the black women I know who have grown up in like similar areas are not dating as often we'll go to parties together and we're not talking to anyone we're not flirting with anyone we're not really hooking up with anyone whereas I find if I go to parties and and stuff like that with my white friends it's pretty quick that they find someone to talk to hook up with even exchange numbers with and maybe this is just me experiencing this but I'm not I'm not single but is it because like (laughs) expectations Hmm. because we we expect like men to approach us which they should yeah but nowadays men are like hey why can't she approach me where like going to white parties it's like the girls are they would like approach the guys and like vice versa Mm -hmm. but see I've still been to parties with my white friends and they get approached Mm-hmm. all day long and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just chilling I'm just like hey I'm the cool friend who you could have a great conversation with but you don't look at sexually so I've, I've had the opposite actually yeah really yeah do talk do tell I mean not saying that I get okay Kia I'm not saying that <laughs> listen I'm not saying I'm like number one priority um no I'm I, I I don't know. I do if I go out it's it is mostly with non-white people I do go out with white people but it's mm-hmm. it's going out out is more um, so brown people um, and I think it's for me I think it's all about the vibe that's mm-hmm. what I say all the time it's like what vibe are you giving like are you the fun one on the dance floor like just having a good time I think that naturally uh, attracts a lot of different people um, and I think maybe that could for me personally I feel like I always attract a, a wide variety of men so I think it's just like for me it's like okay who who's gonna have a good time like who's down to just have a good time um but I think like 
have we talked about this before like stats with black women it's just like a little harder and it's also like what are you open to you know what I'm saying yeah so if you're only open to dating your race that might statistically just be a little harder because um, you know men and women in the black community it's just not leveling up you know what I'm saying yeah so if you're if you're a little more closed off you might not see as much luck in that aspect but if you're kind of down with like you know, anything and everything, then you might find a little more luck. It's also obviously easier for white people to mingle with other white people. And most people in those spaces are probably white. So like, they don't have to think about, well, will anyone look like me in this space? You know what I'm saying? You're bringing the hard facts. I I always talk about this with my friends because I feel like they just don't really get all these stuff when I I break it down. Because it's really easy to be in your head about it Mm -hmm. because I will really start, like, I will be in these spaces, right? And I will have the mind of like, I am just going to have fun Mm -hmm. and then I'm hanging out with people and I look around and this friend's getting talked to by this person this friend's getting talked to this friend's getting talked to and I'm like where the yeah I'm like I get that I feel you know yeah I've I've felt that I mean and I also think like Kira was saying like if you're open to other races but like my thing is my problem has never been me being open to other races it's other races being open to me yeah that's true right so like when I'm out and about I think I've been approached by like one I've been approached by like one white man before and like one um one Chinese man before but like that was it and like uh, yeah those and and oddly enough they were in the same place but like that was it same That's place all. same night same place same night oh I think it's also kind of like a larger there's so many factors with especially black women in dating but like you said amari it's of course you have to worry about being fetishized um that's a big thing that that's always happens i think like unfortunately if i had to guess for me i think people like see my skin color and they're like oh she must be mixed like because i get that all the time so i think they feel a little more um comfortable approaching someone with a lighter skin tone because you know that's quote-unquote less threatening to them and all the stuff and they feel like they can and you know like oh she must be halfway i think that think that has a factor to do with it too um which is really annoying and unfortunate because you because it's like another step it's like okay i'm open to other races but like is this person like gonna fetishize me yeah off the bat and that's just you know surface level one because if you get serious is their family racist you know like yeah. there's layers to that yeah there really um, are. but i think that's like also another difficult for like cuffing season it's like what what would you like in cuffing season like would yeah. you like someone that you're really attracted to do they have to be the same race do they not were you looking for the short term long term there's a lot of factors you what, is, what is their intentions like are you going into um being in a relationship or are you just going into just like I think you're just have think, sex for a couple of months and then that's it. Just I have think, someone to just be there with. I think that's the second one. The but second one. I think the the miscommunication which comes a lot in our generations like people are never on the same page nor talk yeah. about it yeah so you right. could be thinking hey we in a relationship we lasted october to march he thinking okay spring bye you know <laughs> right. what i'm saying like you gotta be up front like i don't think people like approach it so i think we call it cuffing season and we're aware of like the trend that happens during these months but i'm not sure anyone's like legit going like oh man it's like it's october it's cuffing season let me just grab I think someone dudes do. no, no girl on social yeah. media are like publicly saying it's cuffing season yeah i think dudes like, definitely do that there. yeah <laughs> people are out there actually saying that and I, are I they saying all... it and doing it or are they just saying maybe it? i, I think, don't know. well i think they're doing it because i also was researching um when people download dating apps the most <laughs> and it was end of august 
Um, oh, wow. End of yeah, end of summer, and then also right after New Year. So those are the two major ones. Hmm. Um, so I, it seems like people maybe subconsciously are looking. You know, I think it's a subconscious thing. I think it's really a thing of it's winter. It's you stay inside seasons. more. And the holiday seasons is naturally a sad and lonely time mm-hmm. because a lot of people are away from their families or maybe people just don't have family anymore like they used mm-hmm. to. Yeah, and I think sad. that it, especially being up north, right, where it is a cold place, you're not going outside as much. You're just not interacting as much with people. So it's way easier to have one set person that is semi-responsible for picking up the phone when you call or semi-responsible for hanging out with you when you just want someone to talk to or a warm body to be next to. And that is my cue for the South. Because I was going to say, does cuffing season affect people in the South? Because it's warm all the time, basically, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it depends. Like, because, you know, like, people down South would be like, oh, my God, it's 60 degrees. It's so cold. So they go inside. But but it's not the same. Like, up here, it's like, you know, frigid cold. But to them, them, that's like, they think it's cold. But it's like, but there's science to like, um, you know, when it's less like sunlight out and all the stuff. And why are you? All the stuff. No, I was researching. Sorry, I researched this like 30 minutes before I came here. So I can't remember everything. But Mm -hmm. there's research as to to cold weather connecting to cuffing season, like in your brain and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if it's the same in the south where it tends to be a little bit warmer than up here. Actually, a lot of bit warmer. It's cold up here. I mean, I think it depends. But I think it's like, I mean, it's still getting darker earlier. Like, so it's still getting colder a little bit earlier. So I think whether it plays a factor in it, I don't know necessarily as much as it does, like, say, in New York or something. Um, but I don't know. I feel like univers- I think, like, everyone across the country is kind of, like, aware of the... Like, it's still warm, but they probably still want to like, get cuffed up. Yeah. yeah. I think I also a big thing with cuffing season, especially like you mentioned, Janae, I think the holidays. And I think a lot of people's families tend to put a lot of emphasis on like, who are you dating? Yeah. Why are you single? Yeah. Getting babies this time. It's like that is a lot of pressure on someone. Mm-hmm. I think people feel like the pressure, like, damn, holidays are coming up. I need to bring someone. But it's going to be like counterintuitive, too, at the same time. I'm like, I have enough people I need to spend money on for Christmas. I don't need to, like, bring in another body into this situation. Very logical thoughts. Well, yeah, that's logical. I, for me, it's just like if I... Like, just mind your business. I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if I want to bring someone around, I'll bring him. Mm-hmm. If he's not there, he's not there. Um, don't ask, why are you saying That's a stupid question. Whoever asks that is ignorant. I'm sorry. That's the dumbest thing you could do. I think I'm really, really lucky because my parents don't ask questions like that. Like, like my, my parents mom. parents not answering, so. <laughs> my, my mom might be like, so, is there anyone around? But my family has never really put pressure on me. And I know a lot of people whose family, like. Yeah, I feel bad for those people. Do, yeah, mine too. But luckily, my family is pretty, like, take your time. Mm-hmm. Life is long. Yeah. Whatever. My mm-hmm. family's like that too. Yeah. A little, probably less than. But uh, you hear stories of people, their families are pressuring them and yeah. all this stuff and mm-hmm. make backhanded comments about, like, oh, you have no one, all this stuff. I think, I, I, unfortunately, I feel like I hear that a lot in black families or even certain communities. I mean, my best friend, I've mentioned her before, Sarah. Hey, babe. Um, she is from a like Muslim community. And although I don't think like her family's pressuring her or anything like that, a lot of people that she grew up with have gotten married like already. 
she's 24, about to be 25, and she is friends with girls who have been married for years. And it's kind of like... That'll end in 10 years. Hmm? I said that probably end in 10 years. Damn, Kia. I'm just being honest. I'm just... Listen, I'm a realist, okay? I'm just saying, but typically when people tend to marry early 20s and stuff like that, you're 10 years deep at like 34. I disagree when it has to do with religion. I think for... Okay, religion, yes. That's that's a little different. I'm talking about the average regular schmegler American. I think for the hometown people that... I know that didn't leave my hometown that just married their high school sweetheart. It's going to be over in 10 years. Yes. But for people who get married early for basically because they live in a a community that is very like based around religion, Mm -hmm. they don't get divorced like that unless stuff is bad. They really, really honor marriage, whether it's a terrible relationship or the best relationship ever. Like they're not getting divorced unless someone is getting beat down every single day and everyone knows about it mm-hmm. but like and just just the thought of being in like a community where everyone is getting married at 21 22 mm-hmm. 23 and feeling that pressure of I like pressure too where is my person i need mm-hmm. someone or i'm gonna be looked at by my peers like there's something wrong with me or like i'm not doing enough like i can't i can't imagine mm-hmm. being under that pressure yeah that's mm-hmm. really i feel like for me i've just been so not to sound sad. I've just been used to, to being alone during the holiday. Yeah. I mean, usually, I'm, I would say most of my life. I mean, I've been one serious relationship and things mm-hmm. here and situationships here and there. But uh, I think I'm just used to it, especially during the winter holidays. And um, I try to never let it get to me. I think the most pressure is two factors. Um one being around people that are in relationships during the holidays because then you have to hear them talk about this stuff and like every event is like couples are invited and then you're the only one i feel like that has a lot to do with it then the other thing is like a lot of the advertisements it's always couples for like any type of advertising you see it's couples it's like almost a shot in your face it's like damn is the point to make single people feel bad yeah. like yes. at what true. point it's like yeah. i mean goddamn like can we can we pause on the couple and stuff can, and can i tell you like i was aware of the you know like the southern culture around relationships but like the intensity in which people are together for like short periods of time and like talking about marriage and everyone around me is in a couple. I mean, granted they're all white, so I'm just like, whatever, but I'm still like, damn, I'm alone. Uh. (laughs) That came out a lot sadder than I meant to (laughs) come (laughs) But yeah, I'm used to it. I get it. I mean, that, that can kind of be like a harsh slap in the face when everyone else around you is with someone. Mm -hmm. But I I do want to definitely highlight the fact that this is something that we're all used to. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me at this point, I love love. Literally. Although I've never really been in like a long time, a long, sorry, long term relationship. Like love is amazing to me. It's to the point where like if I see a young black couple out, I will literally stop and watch them. That's how that sounded really stalkerish. I'm sorry, y'all. I just follow them in their apartment. <laughs> no, but like and watch them through their window. <laughs> but no, like love makes me so happy just seeing people in love. And like it's good that like that uh, I feel like so many people are so cynical about love, myself included. Mm. So like <laughs> hearing that gives me hope. And, like, it's good that, like, other people's love and affection makes you feel warm inside. It does. You know? That, that is great. Um, I think 
we have to mention like don't let cuffing season all the stuff like get you down you know no. what I'm saying and yeah. don't feel pressured to like I know a lot of people feel pressured like get on the apps and go dating and stuff and if it's not for you it's just not for you and that's okay mm-hmm. and they're also trash yeah so. <laughs> and actually me and Kia were having a conversation about this on Halloween because I just got out of like a situationship what have you whatever um, and you know me and Kia were talking and I was you know all being all woe is me men don't talk to me uh, but and then I started telling her this story about how I was at a bar and a guy came up and tried to dance with me. And I was so like surprised that I thought at first he was trying to brush behind me and doing it very aggressively. So I gave him like the most foul look. He was like really scared. Then I turned around and tried to be cool and tried to dance with him. But I, I just didn't know. He wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting it. And I didn't know what to do with myself. And then Kia was basically like, well, maybe you're not ready. Mm. And I think like it's really easy to kind of put pressure on yourself to be like, I need to be out there. Mm -hmm. I need to put myself out there. I need to start dating and talking to guys because I'm in my 20s and this is what young women do in their 20s. But I'm kind of getting to this point where I'm like, Janae, maybe you should just enjoy being by yourself yeah. for a little while and stop looking for someone to literally validate your, your existence. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to do. It's really, really hard to do it because is. it's all we've been taught to do mm-hmm. by everything around us. But I think right now, me personally, I'm just trying to focus on making myself happy, yeah. watching some good K-dramas. You know Janae loves her K-drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm watching mm-hmm. a good one right now. Cheese in a Trap, man. It's good. <laughs> Cheese in a Trap. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I yeah. think that's a... Oh, no. Go, Mari. No, I was just going to say... Um... Well, damn. I was going to say something, and I feel like it was good <laughs> oh, in my sorry. head. <laughs> oh. I can't remember. Um... Okay. You want I me to go? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll comment. Yeah. I said that to you because I feel like I see a lot of people in these situations where they are, I can see them almost forcing themselves in these situations Mm -hmm. and I can tell it's not healthy because it's like you feel pressure. Like, yes, I'm in my twenties, all this stuff. And it's like, you got to think, am I mentally prepared to be in this uh, area or like arena in life. So, cause with dating, it's like, you have to deal with rejection. Like, are you healthy enough to deal with the rejection right now? Cause you are going to get rejected. It's naturally going to happen. So you have to think, am I mentally prepared to be in this space? And that goes for a lot of things, like even like social media. So if you are feeling down during cuffing season or whatever, and you know, a lot of that could be with Instagram and stuff. And you're constantly just scrolling, comparing your life. Are you in the right mentally space to go on these social media platforms? So that's like, I don't know. I just say that because I, I feel that with myself, like, I've limited my social media interactions, and every time I go on Instagram, I'm like, Kia, are you mentally prepared mm-hmm. to go in this space? Are you mentally prepared to go on this app? Are you mentally prepared to do X, Y, and Z? And I, and for me, I can I, I personally know the difference when it's yes or no, and I can I see major difference. And right now, I'm like, okay, I'm mentally I'm at a really good spot. I am mentally prepared to, to be in these situations and put myself out there. On the other hand, I do want to say I, I feel a lot of people are always like, be by yourself, do this, all this stuff. And that goes for certain people, but... Some people are are in the right mental capacity to be out there and, and don't make them feel bad. Don't be like, oh, just focus on yourself. It's like, no, some people are good on themselves and they just want experience. Like, that's OK, too. But I think it's just, uh, you know, being a mental check for us, especially during the winter months where we t- tend to maybe get a little lonely, compare during the holidays and stuff. So people just be aware of, like, what can you mentally handle? 
I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. So Janae said, you know, like we're constantly, especially women are constantly taught that like you, you aren't anyone until someone claims you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like also specifically when it comes to black women, you're basically told you are not wanted. So like your whole life is like trying to prove not only to other people, but to yourself that like you can be loved and like you are worthy of love. And that's just like a really hard sad thing to like internally try to like reconcile and overcome as like you're as like you get older and go into an adult and like come into your own Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think it's like a lot of things that happen with like you know seeing couples trying to get into a couple and like the history of just like black women continuously being told they're not like attractive or wanted or desired um but yeah, I do think like it's important to kind of be able to gauge where you are mentally, specifically during the season, not just as it pertains to relationships, but like in general, because seasonal defect, whatever that, what's it called? Defective disorder? Yeah, it's like real. Yeah. Um, also, so is depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think, you know, instead of thinking about what you don't have this cuffing season, as in a person, if you don't have a person, like, maybe this is the time to like recenter yourself and focus on things that you like and, you know, just being with yourself and like enjoying that time. Because like Janae said, honestly, you're going to have a lot of time to be with someone, to have a lot of people in your space. You might have a partner, you're going to get some kids. If you want that, then you're going to have a whole lot of people depending on you. Like you have a short period of time where it's just you and yourself. That's so true. That's so true. And I am now starting to realize as I grow that I really, really, really have to work on loving myself because for a really long time, I, and I feel like I've talked about this in so many episodes, but for a really, really long time, I thought life was get the job, get the man and that's, that's it, it. Mm-hmm. and that and that's it and i think for a really long time i've been looking for the validation from mm. men and at this point in my life i'm starting to realize that you know like i've never had someone say to me like i want you I want to be in a relationship. I want to be committed to you. No if, ands, or buts. No, you're great, but I'm not ready. Or you're great, but I don't know. The sky's blue. You know, like, and I'm starting to realize how much that has affected me, but how in order to be happy, I need to move past that. And that's a hard thing. Yeah. Like, being in a relationship, like, me and my boyfriend, we've been together for seven years. And um, I realized how important it is to have time for yourself, whether you're in a relationship or not. And, like, there, like he, I'm very lucky that he encourages me to take time off by myself, encourages me to, like, go with my friends, hang out, do things, and, like, figure out who I am as a person. Going into a relationship, not knowing who you are and not loving yourself can be very detrimental. Yeah, that's dangerous. And it can it can turn you into a very ugly person. Yeah. But then you blame it on your partner for not seeing you the way that you want him to see you. But then you don't see yourself that way. And I have to admit, like in the beginning of my relationship, I didn't value myself a lot. I I didn't um, I didn't find what I enjoyed about Rachel, I thought that the other person had to tell me what what um, 
what makes me a great person. Mm. And you have to do that for yourself. And I'm very um, lucky to have Daniel as my boyfriend because he's been, we've been through a lot. And I just want to point that out. Like, again, whether you're in a relationship or not, make sure you find time for yourself to learn about yourself and to love yourself. I know people say, oh, love yourself, love yourself. Like, But there's like, a reason people are saying that. Right. And I, I, I realized that after like being in a relationship for this long, I realized, yo, it's really important to love yourself because at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to sleep with yourself and that person mm-hmm. can leave. They could be taken from you. God forbid they could do anything. And at the end of the day, you got to live with yourself. Mm-hmm. You come in this world alone. I you leave this world alone. <laughs> oh yeah. You're a twin. You're oh. alone. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, y'all, y'all were pushed out at the same time. You guys were not pushed out at the same time. So 60 seconds before. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but yeah, with the cliches, I think people are like, oh, they hear like, love yourself mm-hmm. and, and you attract whatever. But but that's really true. I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, like, it is. You, you really got to, you see people who don't like themselves and you see the actions that they do and the situations they put themselves in and you know it's a direct cause because they're seeking some type of validation because they mm-hmm. really don't like themselves and it's, Really sad to see, actually. Yeah. Um, and then it's also like, like I said, again, with the energy and attraction, like, I think you really do attract people once you have, like, good energy and you're really good with yourself. You really do attract people who are on that same level. I'm telling you, y'all, I lived yeah. through it at post-college, leveled up. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Law of attraction is real. Read, read it. Listen to it on Audible. Read the book. It's The really secret. Good. Do it. Do it. Yes. But, like, and like Rachel said, like, it's important the fact that you have someone that recognizes that you need your space and he wants you to take that time for yourself. I think that's really important, especially for women, because I feel like too often we like we let our partners absorb our lives yeah. into mm-hmm. theirs. And we, we like lose ourselves in relationships. We, mm-hmm. Exactly. And rarely is it the man is the, the man ever so easily just like putting himself into like you I guess the same way women I feel like women always just like worry about the people around them and worry less about themselves Um, so I think it's important to like recognize that you are worthy of time and you need to put that same uh, energy that you put into other people into yourself and and I don't think that any of this is like done on purpose I don't think that there is some like men are evil and they're like ha 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 let me take all her shit no no no, it's the way that we've literally been like indoctrinated is that the is that the right word I think so I'm too dumb to know what that is alright well I think (laughs) I think it's the way that we've been socialized that's a better word Mm -hmm. it's literally the people that you see growing up Things that you see on TV, it tells women to give, 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 and mm-hmm. it tells men to take, 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 mm-hmm. and we just fall into suit. Mm-hmm. But it's 2019. Almost 2020. Ooh, almost Bruh. 2020, and it's time, time to, to change. change. Hey. Time to turk. Time to take, Be bro. Megan Thee Stallion up in this. Facts. Oh, you <laughs> heard it from So-Called Oreos Podcast. Now on to <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I mean, did any of y'all have anything else to say? Oh, no. Nah. Amari, you Gucci? I feel like I had something, but I lost it. <laughs> oh, well, let us know. Let us know if you want to bring it back. Whenever I find it. <laughs> well, Rachel, on to you. On this segment, Time to Talk Mental Health, I want to talk about seasonal affective disorder. Amari, you did Damn. mention this. Um, daylight savings got you feeling down? <laughs> yes. Wow. I feel like we're hitting an ad. May, 
<laughs> I know, right? MayoClinic.org defines seasonal affective disorder known as seasonal depression, a type of depression that re- that's related to change in seasons. SAD begins and ends at about the same time every year. Most people with SAD symptoms start in the fall and continue in the winter. The symptoms are feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, having problems with sleeping, oversleeping, and experiencing changes in your appetite and weight. The causes, the reduced level of sunlight in the fall and winter may cause winter onset SAD. This decrease in sunlight may disrupt your body's internal clock and lead to feeling depressed. Serotonin levels may drop due to reduced sunlight. And the change in season can disrupt the balance of the body's level of melatonin, which plays a role in sleep patterns and mood. So here are some ways you can ease seasonal affective disorder. One, light therapy boxes give off light that mimics sunlight and can help in the recovery from seasonal affective disorder. Aromatherapy, the essential oils can influence the area of the brain that's responsible for controlling moods and the body's internal clock that influences sleep and appetite. You can add a few drops to your bath at night to help you relax or use an oil diffuser. Bundle up and take a stroll around your neighborhood during the afternoon. And when you're indoors, open the blinds to let natural light in. If your, if your symptoms get worse, speak to your doctor. And this concludes this segment of Time to Talk Mental Health. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. I'm just looking up cuffing season hashtags on Twitter. There's some funny stuff. Oh, really? I should read it. Um, Amari, your little uh, quote today on Twitter it's popping and got 21 likes already. Oh, really? Wow. Eight retweets. Okay, look at that. I even white people are watching, liking it and stuff. I'm like, damn. Wow. It took Twitter off my phone because it was doing too much. See, so. you know, you got to regulate. You got to regulate. <laughs> you too. But Janae, Miss Janae. Yeah, hi. Hey. <laughs> got, any, got anything She's for like, us today? She's like, what do you want? <laughs> So hi, guys. I'm Janae. Um, There was a comment that we had on our um, socials that um, was already brought up. But I did want to shout out this person for doing all of their research. Um, Is this Chris? That put this comment on here. Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris is is my best friend, and he's the best person ever. Yeah. So someone commented after we posted on our socials, go follow so-called Oreos on um, Instagram. Um, But we basically, you know, posted asking our viewers, followers, followers, followers about how they feel about cuffing season. Are they cuffed? What's the 411? What's Gucci gang? And (laughs) um, Jordan... Fayella. Oh, that's my boy. What's up, Jordan? JFX94 commented and said... Yo, Jamila Woods... I'm sorry. I'm on Twitter. Jamila Woods retweeted us. <gasps> oh, really? that's yeah. why we got the retweets. <laughs> Yo, she, like, saw me. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that's great. Hey. Sorry, great. guys, I died and went to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, So... He commented and asked, what month does cuffing season start? Um, I find that this is hotly, hotly, 
hotly, hotly, yeah, hotly debated my vote is early October. And then Chris came back with a hot, hot, hot response of I went to a cuffing season conference that talked about it in phases. Summer is mating season. The draft phase is July to September. Semifinals is September to October. Finals is November. Cuff locked is holiday season. Relationship goal is Valentine's Day. And he said that there was like an entire syllabus. But thank you for your hard work, Christopher. <laughs> um, but also, I wanted to ask you guys, like, how do you feel being alone or having alone time has helped you? Has helped? Helped. Um, helped. I Honestly... You know, my answer is a little uh, petty and shady, so oh. let me let me go last, or I can go first. It don't matter. <laughs> I'll start. I feel honestly joyous after being alone, like energized. I'm dancing. I'm singing to myself after just having like an evening of watching a drama and painting my nails and doing my hair or something like that. It it really gives me energy and readies me for like the day yeah it makes me happy and it's also made me patient Mm. um with myself to be patient more patient with myself Mm. amari sorry what was the question again wow amari i know it's about what what do i get out of being by myself yes um i'm yeah i'm an introvert so i just think about being by myself as like my time to like recharge and to relax and kind of just like I don't know. Just like, I, yeah, I feel, you know, I feel good. I like coming home and it just being me and just kind of going about the things that I enjoy. Um, oh, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to sound shady or, uh, you know, anything, but I'm just saying I, I mean, I'm happy whether I'm alone or not alone, to be honest, because, you know. Like we said, it's important to be happy with yourself regardless. Yeah. Uh, I do like the benefits of being alone where not have to worry about anyone else or what anyone else really thinks mm. about you. Not that I really worry about that anyway, but I feel like I got to be a little more, you know, mindful of your feelings and stuff. Not necessarily for me, but I'll do it anyway. Um, but I'm saying it, it makes me happy that I'm really like in tuned with myself and my emotions because you see people out here doing the dumb stuff for dudes and you're just like, thank yeah. God I don't have that mindset. I'm not that desperate. I'm, that's really not trying to be shady, but you really see stuff like online and you see the way people act and you're just like, thank God, really thank God. I'm just like, thank God I'm not in this situation. I mean, like, like to add what you, what you said, like, I'm not going to lie. I am the least stressed when I am not talking to a man. Yeah. Like when I'm talking to them, my anxiety levels go up. It affects my body. Like I can see it. And when I stop it, like it goes away. So, yeah, I will say that it is so absolutely refreshing to not have to worry about anyone but myself. Yeah. It is refreshing. Cause you, you just see people like in relationships and emotions are intense. And, yeah. the, and it, it does take a lot. It's a lot. And when you're hurt by someone, it really hurts. And it takes a long time to, like, get over that. So you're just like, wow, I'm really happy I'm not in that mindset or that, like, hurt feeling anymore, which is really great. And then you just see, like, people, like, going back to the same toxic person. It's just like, I'm really happy that I'm not in that mind space to do that. Granted, you know, that could happen. 
Hopefully it doesn't, but I'm just saying you just see a lot of these people and like desperate people, people who are like depressed because mm-hmm. simply because they don't have anyone. It's just like I'm just I'm really happy like that I haven't lowered my standards. Yeah, because a lot of people be doing that. And you're just like, Ugh. do you guys think that relationship people? Do you think that's like a real thing when people are just like, well, I'm just a, a relationship type of person? What does that I mean? Think, you choose to be in relationships, like that's what you do. Very but- true. But right? I, I know people who are basically like, I'm happier when I'm with That's someone. a problem. When mm-hmm. I'm in a... You that's think a that's problem. a problem? Yeah, that's a problem. Mm. I think so, too. I think people were like, oh, my God, I hate being single. I think that's a problem. Because mm. cause what? That has nothing to do about you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Are you yeah, are you doing other stuff? Are you happy with you? If you're saying you're depressed every time you're not in a relationship, I don't know. That yeah. seems off to yeah, me. And, and I agree with you, but I I have met people yeah, throughout my people life who that. have said like I'm just a relationship person. That's like it. I to know me that, that sounds like you're desperate yeah. and you have low standards. It's it's just sounds, being it honest, like it sounds like a cover up, so you don't have to like dig dig deep and mm-hmm. yeah. figure out who you are. Yeah. At, so let me worry this, about somebody else and be a relationship with someone else. But at the same time, to be honest, I would describe myself as a relationship person too. I've never been in a relationship. I'm not desperate for a relationship, but I feel like I am a real, I'm, I'm a relationship person because I don't do well with things that are unclear. Oh, I, I mean, I, I would say the same for me too, but I'm saying people that are saying they almost they need a relationship be, yeah, for those people. Yeah. They're saying that they're more comfortable when they're in a relationship. Yeah. I think for them, they should really go to think therapy. about, yeah, yeah like, no, that's true. That. That's true. They yeah. should. That yeah. seems off to me that, that you're going to because basically what that is telling me is that you're putting your whole <laughs> almost your entire happiness into someone that you don't even really know. Because like the relationship person, that could be anyone. You could just switch swap those people out. Like, do you have st- like what are these people making the requirement to be in a relationship with you? Mm-hmm. Is it very low? Like, you know what I'm saying? The people that are always in a relationship, there's a reason because your standards are low. I'm sorry. Like, you're not supposed to match with everyone. It's the relationship is supposed to be rare because it's a rare connection with someone. If you're mating with everyone, that there's something wrong with that. But I don't think it's like a serial. I don't think they're like serial. Maybe they are serial daters. But I just I, I also think it's like something that I don't necessarily blame people who are like, I'm a relationship person. Like, I feel better about myself when I'm in a relationship. I was like, you feel better about yourself when you're in a relationship because society has told you you should feel better about yourself in your relationship. And a so, lot of a lot of the relationship people I know are the people who aren't just like, you know, they're constantly in a long term relationship. Well, right? that's healthy. I think so, there's different things, though. I think there's a difference if you like to be in a relationship. That's fine. You know, you're not with like the situation sips and stuff, whatever. That's mm-hmm. a different meaning than someone who is like, I need to be in a relationship. I'm only happy when I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are two different meanings, and one is healthy and one's not. You being in a healthy relationship here and there is fine. It's healthy. Like, you can be healthy in a long term relationship, you can be healthy out. But if you're saying you are only happy in a long term relationship, there, you need to put your happiness into something else. I, I just cannot see that being healthy. Yeah. Like, because I know my one of my friends, her roommate was like, yeah, I just I don't know what I would do. I have to be in a relationship. And she said it, and she's very aware. Like some people are yeah. aware. Yeah. But they just they just don't want to do the work because it's hard. I get it. I, I mean, I grew up with a girl who like she it was it was this circumstance with someone else we went to um, college with and basically I mean, high school with. And this girl got an internship 
that was like in New York City there in Syracuse and she was having a hard time choosing between um, like the internship and staying in Syracuse with her boyfriend. Now this internship was like her dream, her dream. And I was talking to this girl that I grew up with and she was like, oh, I could never go. Like, I can't be away from my boyfriend. Like, I would just need him. I can't imagine like I would not leave him. And I'm like, if you she don't was- bust his head open and get with it, like that's a, a terrible quote from color purple but the point is is that like why would you put what you want in your career on hold for a relationship that she? you don't even know is gonna last rh right now this this happened like a few years ago okay but still 20s mm-hmm. being like having a hard time making that decision and then a girl that i was close to being like i can't imagine leaving my boyfriend bye New yeah. York City yeah. is also four hours away from for yeah. some parents. Exactly. New York City is four. New York City. Like she's going to another country. New York City is four hours away. Crap. People don't want to like put that effort in. New York City is four hours away. Also, this is your chance. Do nothing for you. Exactly. But also, God, what if that boy just breaks up with you? What are you going to do? See, that's the scary part. Mm. If if he breaks up she'll, with you, which he could, everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I mean, what if you guys end up in love and you guys get married and then 10 years later, you're working at a crappy job in a small town that you don't like? You're going to regret it. And that's going to affect your relationship because you're unhappy. Exactly. And if he loves you, he's going to tell you to go. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. he had commitment issues and was basically like, oh, my last girl cheated on me. So, ah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like... So there's something in health. There's a lot of healthy things. There were a lot. There were a lot. But it it was just like, wow. At the time for me, it was kind of like, why would you choose your boyfriend over your dream job? Uh, She's young 20s. I I don't know. I'm not going to say I get it, but like I not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. It it is a little sad, but I feel like when you're uh, young, like 21, do some dumb things. (laughs) You do. Oh, 100%. You do dumb things. Like I'm not saying that I'm shocked. I'm not saying I don't get where the logic is because the logic is love. Um, But... I've just never been that person. I'd be like, dang, this sucks. I'm going to miss you, but we could talk on the phone. You can come visit me. I can come visit you. Like, When but, you're in love, it hurts, It's just man. an internship. It lasts, what, eight weeks? I know. Yeah, right? that's not a She was having such a hard time. time making the decision. Mm-hmm. Damn, are they still together? I really hope They're so. They're still together. Oh, God. Okay. I just, okay. I'm just scared for, like, she got a good God job. forbid, if something happened with that relationship, she would be a mess. They're still together. Oh, I just hope it's healthy. Just mm-hmm. just stay healthy, everyone. Just be yeah. healthy. Just think about your mental health, really, because it really has a big impact on yeah. your decisions. Yes. Take care of yourselves this this winter it's and every cuffing day. Cuffing season. Only cuff people who are worthy of being cuffed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Amen. Keep we, your standards high. We should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, <gasps> So-called Oreos merch. Keep your standards high. Coming 2021. Hey, 2021? Damn, girl. That's I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't want to be like 2020 because that's like here. You yeah. know what I mean? We could do a lot in 2020. Yeah, we have a lot of time. We yeah. do. We I got a lot of things. A lot happened Resolutions. this year. A lot, ha- a lot happened you know what? this year. You're right. Let me not sell us short. A lot can happen in 2020 year. so-called Oreos merch. Don't quote me. Don't hold me to it. Nah, quote her. Quote her. Law of attraction. Quote her. All right. Y'all, three we other got people. Manifest. Three other people to help manifest this. Yeah, we mm-hmm. do. We got advertisers come in 2020 quote me 
Okay. Underscore so, Swin. And with that. And with that. <laughs> oh, that's my cue. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of So Called Oreos podcast. Please follow us on all social media at So Called Oreos. And you can email us at So Called Oreos at gmail.com. You can listen to us on SoundCloud iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and Google Play. And please remember to like, rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.